thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff. Today, I sit down with Amalia Stevens, founder and designer of California-based swimwear brand, Vitamin A. The brand launched in the year 2000 before the Instagram era, the swimwear boom, the prioritization of body positivity, all the things. So I wanted to ask Amalia all about the brand's 23-year evolution and where she plans to take it from here. Welcome, Amalia. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Tell me about the launch. Uh, what inspired it? What was your your prior background in in the swimwear world? Um, actually, very interesting. I, I actually did not have any background other than I I modeled swim when I was in college. I would get sent, you know, oodles of boxes of swim, and I would keep a handful because none of them were really my aesthetic, my jam. And so, um, so, you know, I, I lived in a bikini my whole life. I grew up in California. That's kind of my, um, I guess my pedigree. (laughs) And, um, I did study, um, I studied illustration and design at art center college of design, but I, I did not study fashion design. Um, so it was just a pure passion project. Um, when it started, um, actually I, I, vitamin A at that time was a, was the name of my design firm. And, um, yeah. And so, um, cool. and it was funny cause nobody would actually hire me to do women's swim, um, because I didn't have that on my resume, <laughs> even though I oh, had, funny. you know, everything from like technical outerwear, snowboard gear to everything you could imagine, sweaters, denim, but, um, I did not have swim. So I just, um, you know, decided to start, start my own. I was, I was traveling a lot at the time um, for inspiration and for my clients. I was spending most of my time in in Europe or New York, um, Tokyo, Polynesia. I spent a lot of time in Hawaii, Tahiti, and kind of everywhere in between. And I just wanted a bikini that fit my aesthetic, and it did not exist at that time. Um, So that's kind of the the backstory, I guess. The go-to-market plan 23 years ago, does that just mean uh, linking with the best the best retailers you could get? Or what did that look like? I, there was no such thing for me as a go-to-market plan. I didn't even know there was such a thing as, as you know, a swim industry at that point. Um, it truly was a passion project. And um, I was designing at that time for, um, I was doing a project for Yvonne Chouinard at Patagonia. And um, just learning about his, what, what he achieved, you know, his process, um, the products and and the way that he pushed his supply chain, it just totally inspired me, um, to, to want to do something similar with my brand. So I had started vitamin A, um, really kind of little garage enterprise. Um, there was a, a little custom bikini shop in Laguna beach and they, they helped me make my first ones, but um, I just, I wanted a bikini that really matched, you know, my aesthetic, which was, um, all about simplicity and, um, really an elevated flawless fit and a concept of purpose, which didn't exist then. Because then I thought in terms of purpose, you know, I'm size small on the top and medium on the bottom. And I'm like, must be some kind of freak. I, there was, like you said, there was, no concept of body positivity. And so I was trying in my way to bring that concept. That was kind of the, the purpose, um, 
alongside the aesthetic. Yes. So there weren't, there wasn't the option of separates in any form. Like, is that what was that the state of the market? There was not. And so I actually yeah. started my line like that because of that pain of having to go in a bikini shop and decide, do I want my bottoms too small or my top too big? And um, yeah, so that was, that was really important too, was, was along with the fit was having options that women could kind of customize. I think we have the same body shape. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me about your experience with uh, Patagonia uh, or how that maybe influenced your sustainability plan right now. Was that was that part of the, the business early on or did that come later? It came a little bit later. So I, um, I was actually hired by Patagonia because they knew my work as vitamin A um, designer, right, of swim. So that was kind of my my entry point and I was hired for a, a multi-year project where I was developing a, um, a a brand identity and all the designs uh, around the collection and as part of that project I was educated by the Patagonia um, team on Yvonne's story his and and they're now the company's you know practices and processes and I it just blew my mind that you know, what he accomplished from a passion project, again, just from his own values and um, wanting to kind of force his supply chain to move towards his values. And um, so I thought, you know, hmm, he did that with his very first product was was microfleece. And um, I, why can't I do that? You know, the same kind of thing with swim. And uh, it took a few years because vitamin A, you know, was very small at that time. I did not have leverage with suppliers, but um, eventually, as soon as I did, I started pushing to um, develop. And finally, in 2010, was able. It took about four years of development and research, and and being told that there was no market for sustainable swim, and that you know, it couldn't happen. It just wasn't, wasn't worthwhile. But anyway, um, I did invest the time in that and, um, partnered with some, some wonderful, um, mills in Italy and Canada, and then locally here in California and was finally able in 2010 to launch the first, uh, recycle, the first premium elevated luxury swim fabric made from recycled fibers. And that was our Ecolux fabric, which is still a core fabric in the collection today. Amazing. And a large part of your, I guess, sustainability plan or goals, you're producing primarily in California. Tell me about if that's true. Also the challenge of producing in the States. Um, we produce all of our bikinis and bodysuits and one pieces. All of our swim is produced locally in California. Um, I hope it always will be. I think it's less challenging than imports from overseas. Um, in many ways, we can do you know much smaller quantities with closer to the market lead times. And I really like that we can be close to our um, manufacturers, get to know them as people, be in there working together, collaborating. So I think, it, and and of course, I. It's important to me. I like that we support our local economy and not an economy overseas. I mean, high level over the past 23 years, how would you say your business has grown? The consumer behavior has changed? Like what's been the most 
the biggest change that you've experienced? I mean, the social media, how would you describe it? Yeah, I think, I think direct to consumer, um, in general has been, you know, the biggest change because it has been 23 years. So, you know, having that opportunity to tell our stories directly to our customers who I think they always knew and loved vitamin A for the aesthetic and the fit. Um, but I don't know that until we were, you know, able to, to reach them directly through social and, um, through our own website that we were able to really tell that story and connect the dots about kind of the, the values and the, the meaning behind the brand. What percentage of your sales today are, are direct? Um, today it's about 50, 50. Who's the customer? Where is she? Is it largely like you would think maybe like West coast resort beachy areas or just wide range? Mostly North America. Um, but that will change <laughs> soon. Um, but um, yeah, a lot of California, New York, you know, what you'd, you'd expect coastal California and New York, are our main markets, um, Florida, Hawaii, Texas, or, or some um, Canada is also a strong market for us. Um, and then uh, Mexico, we sell to some, some beautiful resorts and things, but um, I think I feel really lucky because I have this, you know, very loyal customer that's been, wearing vitamin A and evolving with us for, you know, two decades now. And all of a sudden now in the past several years, um, her daughter has begun to discover the brand through our social um, influencers, our social community. And um, it's really nice because I think like we just align now with Gen Z values very authentically and they see that and they love that about us. And so they kind of are discovering vitamin A as a new brand, which is exciting. Very cool. Have you expanded far beyond swimwear? What else do you all do? We have. Some of our favorites are are definitely in the linen category. Um, I'm wearing one. I love that the, the um, yeah, linen, I think just as a fiber, it's important core part of our, our business now. And it is... Um, very sustainable. I hate to use that word because it's becoming cliche, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, as far as fibers go, it's very strong. It's very long lasting. The way it's developed and requires very small amounts of water and pesticides are not needed as opposed to cotton, which is a little different. So yeah, linen is a big um, part of our offering and um, knitwear. Tell me your experience in the last, I mean, start of the pandemic. It seems like people were home. What I was actually hearing was that swimwear, like athleisure, was maybe people are sunning in the backyard. They're not traveling. I don't know. What was the behavior that you experienced? Um, Yeah, that's that's a really interesting question. Um, I think, um, so at the time when the pandemic hit, we were about 30% direct to consumer and 70% of our business was wholesale. Um, so we had um, <laughs> the timing literally could not have been worse. It couldn't have been imaginable to be worse um, because in March, right at the beginning of March, we were just completely getting, you know, like getting ready to ship. It was our, so spring is our biggest season and Spring of 2020 was our biggest on-order shipping season. So we had 
literally millions of dollars on the dock ready to ship. And within a week to 10 days, the vast majority of it was all canceled. And so, so all of a sudden, and, and like, you know, remember at the beginning of the pandemic, like nobody knew how long it would last, what it really meant, what was going to happen. So that was, um, you know, tremendously scary for a minute there. And so, um, you know, we really pivoted to our marketing team and like, okay, how, how do we make lemonade out of these lemons? And so I think, um, luckily, um, staycations became the new normal and we just, we started to see traffic soar um, the brand was starting to catch fire again. It was fueled by our community of influencers on Instagram and TikTok, And, um, we just saw a huge upswell in the business uh, because people started shopping their values and they were, you know, realizing that they cared about sustainability and they wanted to support small businesses. And so it, it actually worked in our favor. By the end of 2020, our ratio had flipped to where we were 70% direct to consumer and 30% wholesale. So we were able to weather the pandemic um, very favorably in that way. That's great. Oh my gosh. Now it's balanced out. And now it's balanced out. Yeah. It's very nice and healthy on both sides. Now everyone's traveling, but at the same time, more brands are launching swim. It feels like every brand has a swimmer line all of a sudden. Um, what's been your response to that? I think it, it's always felt like that. I feel like even, even before this current boom, there were all these other booms with designers at every level launching swim. And every time I was like, oh no, you know, like, wow, <laughs> this is really changing. And I think it's just important to stay true. And, you know, I, I try not to spend my time, you know, looking at others. I try and focus, you know, stay true to my values and to the brand's core values, core sensi core sensibilities, um, our fit and is innovative and it's special. Um, I personally, I bring decades of experience as a um, designer, as a fit model, as an ocean swimmer, and now as a one piece loving mama. <laughs> um, yes. And I have an amazing tech team that I, I just, I can't say enough about, you know, their expertise. They literally have generations of experience and um, that that makes all the difference. Um, and then aesthetically, I just, I think there's something unique that always kind of stands out in vitamin A's style. It's clean and effortless. Um, there's this authentic California DNA mixed with an international sensibility. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm very humbled to see how vitamin A has become a cult favorite over the years, you know, it started with celebrities and then morphed into celebrities, influencers, media. I have a million questions about that. First of all, how are you working with influencers? My first answer is really working with influencers in a very authentic way who genuinely appreciate and care about our values. And, you know, whether it's fit, whether it's aesthetic, whether it's the sustainability aspect, but that that they're genuine fans. So we really don't do, you know, transactional collaborations. And um, they, of course, there's always a transactional element. However, you know, people need to get paid and that is, is fair and, and, and fine. Um, but, you know, we want, we really aim and strive 
for the relationship to be reciprocal and, and authentic. Um, we also have a, um, a micro ambassador program, um, which is called our swim club where, um, yeah, where we just, we're continually growing it and growing it. And that can be customers. It can be content creators, just people that we love. And that is very authentic. So there's, yeah, there's not like a set brief that they have to, you know, nobody has to do anything. Got it. And you've done collaborations. Are collaborations a large part of your marketing strategy? I saw one that you had done like years ago, which I'm like, how did I miss that? So cool with like Misha Nonu. But um, yeah, tell me about your collaboration strategy. Yes, collaborations are a huge part of our strategy. I think the company you keep really is a big reflection on, you know, who you are, what you care about, what you love. And um, I think that it's just a great way to connect with either like-minded brands or, um, you know, key opinion leaders who we respect and admire. And we know that our our consumers love to see that. You've talked a lot lot about... um the influencers that align with your values and your customer um, shops because of their values? Like, do you prioritize within your marketing, you know, people want to see a a cute girl in a cute bikini? Like, are you, to what extent are you um, pushing the, or prioritizing the sustainability messaging and, and other values? Or are you able to do so? Or is that appealing? Um, yes, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a blend definitely, but yeah, I mean, our, our top priority is making sure that, um, the influencers we connect with are aligned in terms of values for sure. And they, um, more often than not are, um, very excited about representing our, um, brand because of our mission and because of the way that we've evolved and, um, so yeah, we treat, we do um, definitely prioritize, but we are equal opportunity uh, <laughs> um, bikini wearers. So yeah, we definitely are are um, always always welcoming to any woman who wants to try the brand and and um, talk about it or show it off. For for years, for twenty three years, you've been the designer. You've been heading up the business side of things. Or how have you balanced that? How have you managed that? Is that still happening? I've I've always had um, business partners who have, for the most part, you know, managed the business operations and finances. Um, that being said, I was always the key decision maker, and so there there was a lot of um, ooh, a, a lot of energy going into team building and uh, you know everything from production. I mean, when I started, I used to ship the boxes out of my garage with my dog hair in the boxes. <laughs> um, so it's, it's come a very long way. And, um, thankfully I, um, I don't, I, thankfully, <laughs> um, I don't have to worry about those things so much anymore, um, because vitamin A has recently been acquired. So it has, um, no, that's interesting. Yeah. So tell me, like up till that point, um, first of all, were you seeking a buyer? Were you always self-funded? What was kind of the road there? Um, so yeah, vitamin A has always been self-funded. And really, I think, you know, post-pandemic, it was things were just getting more and more complex on so many levels, supply chain, uh, um, 
you know, the retail environment, everything, um, advertising costs. I mean, you name it as, as you well know, um, the whole environment has just gotten more complex very rapidly. So yes, um, I was, um, actively seeking buyer and, um, the kind of the right one walked in the door. So <laughs> it's exciting. Good for you. I mean, a lot of founders dream of this. <laughs> what felt, we'll move on, but then what felt right about the buyer, I guess, or the the deal, the situation? You know what? I, I have to say the thing that felt the most right was the company themselves are not public. They're privately owned and they're a family business. They're actually a four generation family business. Uh, the great grandfather started it, and the great grandsons are now principals, and and their dads are still involved um, at the board level, of course. But um, they are they're a really impressive family, and they have deep, deep, deep knowledge and expertise in um, swim specifically. So um, it just takes off a lot of pressure on the you know, production, development, supply chain. I mean, so many sides, I, I can't even tell you. So yeah, it just frees me up. I say it takes a lot of pressure off me um, for everything that's non-creative and really frees me up to be able to just, you know, be the creative visionary and go back to, you know, why I started Vitamin A, why I founded it. And I get to spend my days, you know, getting inspired again. So the company that acquired you, what, what's the name of it? And it has other swim brands. Is that what's the name of the company is Swim USA, and okay, they're a four generation family business, which I love. And yes, they have multi brands. Um, they have many brands, all swim. Amazing. Well, congrats. Okay, news. <laughs> You've heard it here first, maybe. Um, so talk to me. I mean, talk about a complex business. First of all, I know I know fit is a whole thing, but also seasonal. Like it, you, I think you alluded to the fact that you're going international from here. Um, to this day, was it always kind of a seasonal business? You had your spring, you had your summer. Then what? Well, resort season has become more and more important, which I love because it's you know my favorite season in the way that it it really embodies vitamin A's feeling and aesthetic. Um, that kind of wanderlust and getaway moment that um, happens in resort. Definitely the fall months um, start to to dip. Um, so it's, yeah, we're, we're working on some um, new product extensions that meet our customer's needs so that she can be vitamin A because it's really such a, a lifestyle and a, I guess a state of mind that it's not something that you turn on and turn off with the seasons. Yes. Well, speaking of pandemic challenges, I mean, did you have stores? Are there vitamin A stores? Not yet. That's that's in the plans. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like um, this deal is setting you up for <laughs> some mega growth here. Um, the next 12 months, what, what sort of growth can we see? Can we expect? I mean, right now, there's a lot of integration happening honestly. So we're stabilizing, we're integrating, um, they're a much bigger company. And so there's a lot of changes at play. Um, we're leaning in on brand collaborations and building out our team so that we can really prepare to scale. Okay, great. How large is the team and how large is the, did the company get prior to the, the acquisition? 
the team is very small. We are a small but mighty team and we're growing. Um, in addition to our, our D2C website, Vitamin A is offered in about 200 premier digital and brick and mortar storefronts, um, mostly in North America, including Holt Renfrew and Revolve, for example. I mean, some good retailers to have. We have great retail just- partners. Current challenges. The economy ain't great. I'm hearing from brands that they're cutting here and there. Um, you know, is she continuing to spend on swim? Is the buying behavior changing? Uh, what's, I guess, the biggest headache right now? I mean, honestly, I would say our biggest challenge right now is just um, team bandwidth and trying to keep up with the demand. Um, you know, yes, there's, there's, some pulling back in some areas, but then we have a lot of growth in other areas. So I would say, I think where we're positioned in the market, because we're not, you know, obviously luxury, luxury, but we are also not at um, an entry level price point. I think we're much less affected or we're somewhat insulated from the economic swings, the macro swings um, and, and, you know, good product just kind of always works. Yeah. When talking about uh, the team and the demand, content demand is a thing. <laughs> have you have you been out there? Are you like the face of the brand? What's working on social media for you guys? What's working? Definitely, you know, influencer marketing, but I guess I'm not sure where to answer. Video is a big part of what's working TikTok. for us right yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. TikTok and Reels is is really what's, what's driving a lot for us right now. Mm-hmm. Got it. And, and aside from sustainability, showcasing body inclusivity or diversity, is that is that a priority as well? And tell me about your size range. Yeah, it, it is a priority. Um, like I said, that, that was probably vitamin A's original purpose. <laughs> when I yes. said purpose-driven was body inclusivity. And um, it's funny now to think that, you know, a small on top, medium bottom was considered like abnormal, but, um, yeah, that, um, that's always been there. And, and I've always been, oh gosh, for, for almost, almost 20 of the years of vitamin A, I was, I was the fit model. So not having a model figure, but just being a a normal, you know, woman and, and a normal mom, um, I think speaks to, the, the idea or my idea was like, if it looks good on me, if I feel good on it, then most women, my customers are going to feel great in it. Like they're going to love how they look and feel in it. It's really about, you know, a confidence level and a state of mind and just feeling comfortable and your best, right? Feeling radiant. Well, as an entrepreneur, last question, but um, <laughs> who's been busting her butt for 23 years and now you've got a little bit of wiggle room and maybe some... I don't know, some more, you freed up your mind a little bit to think maybe other things. I don't know. Is this really, is this still the core focus? Is there any chance to maybe build upon this business with, I don't know, 2.0, something new, a, a new business or wh- where are your thoughts going now? Um, right, right now, I think there's so much low hanging fruit for vitamin A um, because we've always been, you know, self-funded and somewhat under-resourced that um, now I think for me, what I'm excited about is actually fulfilling some of the dreams that I've always had for vitamin A. So yeah, 
I think that's that's where I'm going next. Okay, fantastic. Amalia, thank you for being here. It's so good to learn about your brand, your news, all the things. Excited to, to follow the growth. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to The Glossy Podcast. See you next week.